0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Earlier this year, as reported by the Chicago Tribune, a part of the ongoing contract negotiations between the Fraternal Order of Police and the city, an arbitrator ruled that CPD officers accused of the most serious misconduct should have the option to have their cases decided by the Chicago Police Board or an independent third party. If an officer chose the latter, the hearings would be conducted behind closed doors and not open to the public. That is not okay with everyone. And one of those people that opposes that is Julia Ramirez. Julia is the older woman of the 12th Ward. The option is, is not binding until the City Council approves and ratifies the FOP's next contract. Julia, when is that expected to happen?
1: So we are in conversation right now, and I would imagine maybe within the next couple months.
0: Okay, so tell us about your view of what is happening when it comes to closed-door meetings and why they should be public.
1: Yeah, I think you know, now more than ever, you know, people have fought for decades to have more transparency. We've tried to implement ways in which we can build trust between communities and the police. And having this open forum and having a council that hears um, these matters is one of those reasons why we have that. And so I do feel that if it does become private, I think it would be a huge setback on all the work that we've had to build trust transparency and ultimately police accountability
0: an attorney for the FOP tried I know it was unsuccessful but they tried to remove more than 20 pending disciplinary cases from the police board's docket and have them decided instead by a third party when they talk about a third party who are we talking about who is the third party
1: I mean from my understanding um it would It would be decided directly from the FOP, which I think is a little bit contradictory of, you know, them not wanting things to be biased. Um, Then we kind of find ourselves and like you're asking who is going to be directly hearing these things and if they have, you know, the best intention in mind, especially when protecting the community.
0: Because maybe I'm wrong, but many times isn't it the job of the FOP to protect the police?
1: I I do understand the sort of idea of protection. Um, You know, some of the things that they do bring up is that there are harsher punishments. But, you know, ultimately, like we're really talking about, you know, the most excessive force, illegal searches, sexual misconduct. And we need to make sure that there's accountability. And whether somebody believes it's harsh or not, you know, we need to make sure that those police are not, you know, inciting more fear or causing more harm.
0: And we're talking about public hearings with the police. I'm not sure the public really pays that much attention where they're actually present or listening. But if it's behind closed doors, then the media, who reports to the public what is happening, would not have access as well?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, a lot of people have also pushed that argument and that people do not attend. And I think that also is fair to say in which, you know, I think a lot of us organizers, we need to sort of push and people to organize to listen in further. And so I think that's on us. And I think that that's something that we're going to make sure that we mention and working with, you know, the new police district councils, for instance. Um, And so make sure that they make mention um, of these hearings. And then, yes, ultimately, um, then the people that do report it will not have the information to at least, you know, put out.
0: So the city council is in the process of determining, you know, how the FOP contract gets renewed and and the, um, you know, what's included in that. How many people agree with you on the city council generally that these these police hearings should be kept public?
1: I mean, I'm feeling really strong about the support about it remaining public. Just at our last council meeting, you know, I was standing alongside and it's not A representation of everybody that's with us. But there was, you know, six to seven alders that were standing during the press conference. And, you know, I'm a part of the Progressive Caucus, the Latino Caucus. And this is definitely a conversation that I want to make sure that I bring up at our next meeting, Um, you know, and that can sum up to, you know, 15 to 20 alders.
0: And how how does this impact your community in the 12th Ward?
1: I mean, even just the little little time that I've spent as an older woman in my office, just hearing the reports from, you know, people in my community and their experiences with police and sort of, you know, feeling like they don't have a say or people don't care. Um, and then having my own personal experience, having been born and raised, I actually lost my brother to gun violence as well. And so my work even before, you know, older woman was like anti-violence work, working with at-risk youth and I think the numbers show that most often, you know, people of color, young men of color, are the ones that are most treated unfairly, and so I think this directly impacts, you know, the people that I that I'm, you know, caring for here in the 12th ward.
0: Well, and I think every—I can't say everybody—but I think many people want these hearings to be public because we do want more transparency. I feel like we just don't find out everything we want to find out from the Chicago Police Department. I've been hounding for weeks about any details regarding the shooting uh, Mm -hmm. during the White Sox game, and it just, it's gone. Like, the victims aren't talking, the police aren't talking, the Sox aren't talking, and it just kind of gets frustrating when you try and get answers, and there are none.
1: That's right. Yeah, I mean, we find ourselves in a very similar situation. I mean, there's consistently you know whether especially in the summer and there's always events and holidays and then something happens and then weeks go by and obviously there's something else that happens right and then we never get to the core of the last thing um and i think that that that's something that we need to hold you know cpd more accountable to the communication and i'm hoping like i really do truly hope that the police district councils can be at least an avenue for that in terms of like the communication and the follow-up and being what we voted them for as, like, representatives um, in between sort of the need of the community and what's happening through CPD. And
0: were those police councils really instrumental in helping Mayor Brandon Johnson with the three finalists? He did choose one of those three finalists, and they were presented by...
1: by Definitely. People. Okay. I
0: just wanted to yeah. see... Yeah. So no, they're...
1: no. I mean, the, the way that I've seen it function, I mean, they... To be very fair, they all have you know their distinct um responsibilities. You know, each um, there's three people per council, um, and they've always done follow ups, at least for me in the eighth and ninth district. Um, I've seen it work.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a good day, Julia Ramirez, Alderwoman of the 12th Ward. Lauren is in for Steve, she has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent! WGN